0: JM in the AM as we broadcast, as we broadcast live from Israel, live from Jerusalem here on a um, uh, JM in the AM, on a JM in the AM Monday morning and uh, we have with us, sorry about that, uh, we have with us uh, Ambassador Danny Ayalon, Israeli diplomat, columnist, and politician. Served as Deputy Foreign Minister and member of the Knesset for Yisrael Beitenu. Is he with us? I don't know you Oh, sorry about that. And he's scheduled to join us now. <laughs> we have him? Yes, please put on speaker. Served as Israeli ambassador to the United States uh, from 2002 until 2006. Frequently writes in Israeli and international newspapers, Jerusalem Post, Wall Street Journal, and many others. Uh, Ambassador Danny Ayalon, shalom. Welcome to JM and the AM. Thank
1: you very much, Nahum, and uh, welcome to our country, your country.
0: Thank you very, very much. I greatly appreciate it. And it's wonderful to be here and to be in Israel, in Jerusalem, and be broadcasting live from here. Uh, I thought of you because I saw a recent post that you had... um, Uh, posted on Facebook regarding the activities recently at the United Nations. I'm sure you heard both the uh, speech of Prime Minister Netanyahu and the speech of PA President Mahmoud Abbas. What was your reaction when you heard Abbas refer to Israel as both racist and apartheid? Well, uh, you know, um,
1: same old, same old. uh, Abbas has never been a true partner. Abbas, who has uh, gotten his uh, doctorate in the University of Moscow, denying uh, the Holocaust uh, has not really changed. Maybe his tactics may have changed where he tells to the world that he wants peace and uh, he's fighting uh, violence and terror. Uh, But again, he speaks from the two sides of his mouth, just as he continued to uh, encourage terror by um, uh, showering money over all the terrorists. And uh, there is this... uh, Slay to pay, or pay to slay, you know uh, their legislation, where they pay uh, to the terrorists or the terrorist families more as more uh, Israelis are, are killed. Same thing is with the incitement. You know, just yesterday we had a horrible uh, murder in Barkan. Barkan, which is an industrial area uh, near uh, Ariel, growing uh, basically. Uh, more Palestinians than Israelis, a a great example of peaceful coexistence. And of course, the terrorists there uh, killed uh, three Jews, three Israelis. uh, uh, I'm sorry, two and and then injured one um, yesterday morning. So we see uh, he has not changed. He says one thing, he does another thing, and he believes a third thing, which is basically that Israel has no um, uh, room on the map of the Middle
0: East. Uh, you refer, of course, to the murder yesterday of Kim and Ziv in Barkan Park. I, I would assume that we have to assume that the pay to slay policy that you just cited earlier is likely going to be implemented in this case as well, am I right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, there is no doubt. And uh, um, and uh, let alone that uh, you never hear any, um, any condemnation or uh, any sorrow. For um, for the Israeli pain, uh, so just just the opposite. And uh, again, we have to understand who is the man. His uh, strategy is uh, no different, uh, one iota, than the Hamas strategy. His tactics is uh, is different. And uh, to get they're trying to uh, actually uh, circle uh, and bring it down.
0: Uh, we're speaking with Ambassador Danny Ayalon, who has welcomed us to Jerusalem. It's J.M. in the A.M. live from Jerusalem. Uh, I asked you also about, uh, I'm I'm sure you heard the speech of Prime Minister Netanyahu, and I've been uh, harping on a point over the last year or so where it seemed that for a for a, a pretty long time, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu utilized the uh, the stage, the forum, uh, the atmosphere of the United Nations to really warn the world about Iran and get usually into some complicated uh, matters uh, and minutia, frankly, uh, regarding Iran's activities in the uh, in the pursuit of nuclear weapons. Uh, last year, I thought the Prime Minister had altered things by concentrating much more. On what I like to refer to as hop aboard now, everybody, because Israel is at the front of the train. And if you don't follow us, if you don't go ahead and uh, and, and join us and become an ally of ours now, you're you're f- uh, frankly going to suffer uh, down the road. It seems this time around in 2018, the Prime Minister went back to the old form and really spent a lot of time on the details of what's happening with Iran and its development of nuclear weapons and I sometimes think that can be a little bit of a turnoff to people who are paying cl- close attention to his words. What did you think of his presentation?
1: Well I think it was actually very effective and uh, we have to remember now that he uh, is really uh, taking uh, advantage of this platform in, uh, in a very unique way because uh, Most people, I mean, of course there are these people in the know and the diplomats and the statesmen that uh, know the details, but uh, the people on the street uh, do not. Uh, I I would say even many of uh, the media uh, people do not really know all the details. So here, when there is a cogent information about how they have been cheating and continue to cheat, I think this is very um, impressive and hopefully it will be also effective. I also think, uh, Nahum, that uh, unlike uh, uh, years before, uh, this year, um, the situation has changed dramatically where Trump and the United States have just uh, uh, walked out of this disastrous um, agreement in Vienna, the JCPOA, so basically they did the, the work for, um, for Netanyahu, so now all he needs to do is to join forces, and uh, and we do join forces with our best friends and allies in the United States, to basically convince the Europeans to come on board. Otherwise, they're just contracting the uh, uh, miserable situation for everybody. Are we heading
0: for new elections in Israel?
1: Um, I believe yes. I believe that uh, we will have elections uh, early next year. That is the first quarter of uh, 2019. Usually the last uh, day, the last year of the coalition is always uh, people are jockeying for positions, they are um, thinking of their own constituencies, they are trying to actually separate themselves from the others. This has started, we saw that uh, with uh, the, um, I would say, the, the, the barbs that are being thrown between uh, uh, Bennett and, and Lieberman. And, uh, uh, Bennett, of course, uh, accuses Lieberman for uh, not living up to any word or any promise he made before getting into the uh, Ministry of, uh, of of Defense. Um, Lieberman doesn't really have a good uh, answer, so he is uh, slandering and attacking personally. Uh, Bennett, this is <laughs> not sustainable. <laughs>
0: Uh, I can understand that. Um, you know, it's, it's it's interesting. Your name now, as far as I'm concerned, is synonymous with one of the most important topics for my audience, and that's Aliyah. And I say it that way because of the incredible uh, time you spent with Nefesh Ben Nefesh as an ambassador uh, for Aliyah, frankly. And I wonder how you view now the North American Jewish community after the experience you had uh, with the organization and uh, knowing that we and others on a regular basis are trying to convince people uh, to do what we did permanently, not temporarily, as we've done now, to be, come here for a few yes. days. Uh, I, I wonder what your impression is of North American Jewry sure. in that area.
1: Sure. Well, uh, first of all I'm very proud of uh, the work that Nesesh Benesesh is doing will continue to do, and uh, basically you, you see uh, uh, the Olim, which are now more than fifty thousand. You know, retention is more than ninety percent. Really, the, the the best kind of uh, people that we have, and of course we have many, many, uh, we need many, many more. I believe also when we look from a uh, let's say um, a bird's eye view on the world, with the uh, rise of uh, the anti-Semitism everywhere. I think that Jews should think much more seriously about coming home, uh, not just as a safe uh, haven, not just as a shelter, but also to uh, just to relive their, their tradition and uh, uh, emphasize their identity and their pride. And you see it now, you see how beautiful the country is, what we have, you know, what distance we have... Uh, uh, Done from 70 years ago, or even 20 years ago, and of course the, the changes are, are keep coming. It's a, our country, uh, pretty much, uh, I would say, uh, redefined itself uh, every few years, and, and to the better. Uh, so I think that um, we would love to see more coming uh, for everybody's sake, not just for Israel's sake, you uh, know, but just for the Jewish community's sake. And in the United States, I'm. I'm Afraid to say that today the polarization that we see in the American society has not uh, passed
0: over the
1: Jewish community.
0: I know you're very busy, but I must share with you one quick story because it's so de- defining about what Aliyah is all about. I had at my Shabbos table very recently a student from Addis Ababa whose family had moved from one of the villages in Ethiopia to the capital in order to increase their chance of actually making Aliyah. And he was in the United States, and that was the reason he was in New York and at my Shabbos table for a, a, an educational program. And uh, he was sitting through many shiurim. And I said to him, were there any shiurim that, you know, actually, you know, that you, were, that, that you know revealed something to you that you did not know? And he said, well, the most startling moment for me was... When the shiur was being given by the rabbi about the mitzvah of uh, moving to Israel, of making aliyah, and I said, and I looked around the room, and every single person in that room, I'm saying, could make aliyah right now, and they're not doing it. Why is that? Well, why is that? When I, my family is suffering the way they are in Addis Ababa. So number one, I'm curious what you think of the story, and number two, I read recently that the Ethiopian aliyah is in fact going to increase a little bit. Do you think there'll be a time when everybody who wants to come to Israel from there will come?
1: I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so, and um, we have done it uh, before from uh, other uh, countries. Sometimes you had we had to do it uh, in a very clandestine way. Here with Ethiopia, I think it's uh, quite fortunate that the uh, government uh, of Ethiopia now is even more friendly than, than before. Absolutely. And uh, you know what uh, also we see uh, kind of as um, uh, harbingers is that uh, uh, many European Jews from England, basically, and uh, mostly in, in France. Even if they are not, they are coming. But uh, before that, either they send their kids to, to study here or they buy apartments or they buy uh, houses here, which is also a good thing uh, generally, although it's not very good thing for the housing prices. You right. know, our younger <laughs> couples <laughs> are finding it more difficult to... Uh, to, to, uh, to buy the first apartment, but this is something that should not be of a concern to uh, to us as Jews. It's a, it's a, a concern of the government. The government can do both: bring every Jew that uh, wants and can, and also make sure that the younger uh, couples uh,
0: can also get affordable housing. Ken, thank you enough for uh, for helping us kick off our programming from Jerusalem to Darabai. You're an amazing friend. Kol hakavod and Am Yisrael Chai. Ah Mr. O'Reilly. Thank you Nahum keep up the great work. I appreciate that. He is the uh, in, uh he was at one time the ambassador to the United States. That's Ambassador Danny Ayalon, now known as a, a very effective journalist commentator and as somebody who has a tremendous amount of influence uh, in Israel, the United States and beyond. More coming up. You are listening to a Monday morning edition of JM live from Jerusalem.